Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of Logical Creators. My name is Gray Shivna and with me here is Ryan Subic. And today we're going to be doing a movie review of Babysitter 2. Now, Babysitter 2 takes off where Babysitter 1 leaves off, with Cole's parents and the authorities finally reaching their home. However, when they do reach the home, B and all the other Satan followers are missing, leaving the whole place looking like Cole had just rammed Melanie's father's car into his home. Yeah, and Cole develops into a fine young man when we first see him. Like, you think he can pull any girl in that high school. But then, as we see the development take place, we see that no one believes that Cole actually experienced all of this. And it was crazy because even Melanie doesn't believe that Cole experienced all of this. Melanie's continued pushing the idea that it was just a dream. And honestly, as the audience, we kind of feel bad for him. Exactly. And it gets to the point where Cole's parents decide to send him to a psychiatric facility instead of school. But however, Cole finds out about this and decides to make a break for it with Melanie on the weekend. Yep, and they go to a really nice beach on that weekend. Uh, they go to the beach and they kind of end up in a very sticky scenario where you see a nice little scene with Cole and Melanie, which is, you know, what the audience really wants. Exactly. So up to that part of the movie, how are you feeling about it, Girish? Um, I'm feeling like... You know what? I, I like that they kind of... I like Melanie. I like Cole. I wanted it to end up together. Did you want them to end up together? Well, without spoiling too much of the movie, uh, Cole and Melanie do have great chemistry when we're first showing them, even the first movie, actually. Yeah. But um, it shows that, like, even though we assume Melanie was such a great character to begin with, she had her own motives involving Cole in her whole getaway plans and things like that. We're also shown a different side of Cole when he's forced to take... Uh, session with a psychiatric psychiatrist at school yep and we're seeing a side of Cole where Cole is actually believing that he's kind of crazy it's kind of just fascinating that even Cole who's been through this traumatizing experience with a bunch of PTSD to be even like there was one scene where he actually thought the milk a cup of milk was a cup of blood and it's very traumatizing for Cole to go through these events and as you see, everyone around him is continuously telling him that he is crazy and Cole actually starts to believe that he is crazy when he has no support and no actual evidence. And we as the audience who saw Babysitter 1 feel bad for him because then we look at society and we actually look at people who come up with these stories and we kind of feel are they actually crazy or does society just kind of push that idea onto them? What do you think about that, Ryan? I mean, that's... Sadly, very true. And also, like, when you're looking at the, how the scenes unfold, you also feel bad for Cole's parents. Because Cole's parents want to believe him. They want to think their son is normal. But when everyone is telling you something's wrong with your kid, well, obviously, you're going to think something's wrong with your kid. Yeah. And it gets to a point where you start to believe that, like, certain characters around Cole must be in mm-hmm. on the lie. Like, there are definitely some characters that when you see them interact with Cole you think that, okay, they could possibly be a part of the same cult because the way that they instantly brush off Cole's story as just some crazy, psychotic dream is pretty scary. And there's also one thing that I didn't see consistent, which is what was B's excuse for disappearing, right? Because the parents did leave Cole with B at the home and they come back, there's no B. So what could you think happened in that scenario? Like, when I first thought about it, I was just like, okay, B is gone. But why wouldn't the parents ever question Cole about B? And they probably did, but then they just assumed Cole was crazy, so they just assumed that 
everything that Cole said was not even logical enough to believe. But either way, where could a girl just go? But then on the flip side, I mean, teenage girls go out all the time and they never come back. So, I mean, parents don't really care about kids that are not their own sometimes. Sometimes they do. But at the end of the day, I mean, B is an adult. Um, exactly. So I mean, looking at that point also, it's also like, you know, going in, the movie was so enjoyable, enjoyable for me the first time. Sorry about that. Enjoyable for me the first time because I had no idea that it was a horror comedy. I just thought the whole thing was a comedy. So now I know it's a horror comedy. Like, I know some, some stuff was definitely going to go down. But the second movie didn't fail to to impress me. Because, you know, most of the time you see the second movie and it's just a cheap way to make yeah. some money off the first one. But it was surprisingly pretty good. Yeah, I feel like there was a need for a second movie. Because, you know what, the first movie left us with so many questions, like, why did this cult start? What's the point of all of this? And just kind of the idea of why would B even want to kill a random innocent guy? What's her motive? And the second movie kind of really clears up all of that. It kind of gives a origin story of B, kind of gives into the development of all the other characters and in and the first movie. Another amazing part is also that you're able to get a completely refreshed story using a lot of the same characters yeah. and their development over the two-year time period that happens yeah. across the movie. So another uh, appealing part of this movie was the way that Cole is able to navigate in his still sort of very sly way. He's still very intelligent in the way that he's able to maneuver situations, but he's still awkward enough to have those weaknesses where you're like, oh, God, is he really going to get out this way or that way? Yeah. And, like, you know, one one scenario I like particularly, like, one developmental scenario is, like, Max. Max was kind of a character who kind of, like, he wanted to kill Cole, yeah. But he was actually kind of supporting Cole's growth. So when you see Max in the second movie, it kind of just, you see that connection between the two. And when Max goes, he actually kind of commends Cole for changing and becoming someone better, so... I like how there's development between the guy who's being killed and the killer. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So with that, what are you giving this movie the score? Out of uh, 10? I would give it an 8 out of 10. I think there are a lot of plot points that were kind of forced. Um, and I felt like you could have had more development with the characters, especially Melanie's crew in that movie. But yeah, I'm going to go with a 7 out of 10 because I gave the first movie a 7.5. And this movie was great was very good, but it wasn't as good as the first movie. If I had seen this by itself, again, maybe it would have gotten a higher score, but I was just so impressed with the first movie that I needed a bit more to give this a higher score. So with that being said, please like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. We're also on Instagram posting juicy memes every day, Logical Creators, and have a wonderful day. Yep. Peace out.